Whale song echoed surreal from the ocean depth, oscillated by currents and movements of the huge mammals. Conrad's dream rolled rhythmically to and fro. Suddenly, with semi-conscious start, Conrad realised the whale song was in fact the huge squealing brake drums of a dustbin truck, a sound distorted by distance and gusting wind. A reality wave crashed into Conrad's conscience and dustbin lids symboled into his sobriety. The temporal timpani heralded the stark arrival of Monday morning. Conrad scented the air. It reeked like a sweet shop. Snaps. Toffee liqueur. His nostrils flared at the acrid stench. Lord, don't tell me he drank someone else's bathroom cabinet again. Conrad suddenly realised something was dreadfully wrong. He grabbed towards his hair and screamed to find a stubble sharp. Bailed straw, grating against his milky soft hand as if it were cream cheese. For a moment he dare not breathe. Panic tingled into his stomach, schooling sticklebacks up against his heart. His mouth dried to sand. Conrad quickly checked his body for wounds and the legs up. Realising then that all his bodily hair had been shaved off, he put a hand to his genitals. Jesus Christ, what had happened? Trying to think, but there was nothing there, not even a spark in the dark. The libation lobotomy was complete. Total DIY drink amnesia had been achieved. Tentatively... He swung his legs around out of bed and put his planters down, flirting flutzy amongst the debris of the previous night's booze blitzkrieg. Finally nervous was a child taking its first steps into a rock pool. Conrad cried out, whose fleshy instep found an urching bottle top, howling in agony. He hopped onto a hedgehog of house keys and then collapsed in stupidity. He mud-skipped over the bedroom floor of Flotsam, eventually finding the door handle and tomb-raiding from death of darkness into a living room of light. Hurrying to the bathroom, the huge barrage balloon bladder Conrad's statue still, as they'd seen a mirrored Medusa in reflection. Unrecognisable, was made up as a clown covered in dry blood. Her right eye puffed slightly shut. It looked as though it had been attacked. Why? Why had they cut off all his hair? Looking at his shorn head, he realised whoever had done this callous deed couldn't have cared less for detail. It was as though they'd achieved the result with a knife and fork. And glancing round, 
saw his treasured hair everywhere in the sink, in the bath, all over the floor. Conrad picked up his plaited pigtail from the toilet bowl and squeezed out the urine, cursing bitch. He stood pissing like a pit pony for what seemed like minutes. Two hundred pounds of money and two days of revelry condensed into two pints of uric acid. Conrad gently began to bathe his battered face, the hot water maced. He realised suddenly he was sunburnt to a fierce scarlet. Oh, beautiful, he thought. A face in vermilion and a head scalped white. What a visual delight. Conrad patched himself up as best he could to a semblance of sensibility. He got dressed and placed a cloth cap on top of his head and stepped out under a brittle blue sky. Looking up towards the jellyfish moon that was swimming back to the dark side, he thought to himself, if only I could swim back to the soft ying from this cruel yang. Conrad settled on a stogie, then backfired in a death breath, coughing and kicking to keel. He flicked the fag butt across the road and swayed in a motion sickness, grasping the steel stanchion of the bus shelter. He pitched and yawed. He then steadied himself with a stare against the skyline for security. Aware now that people were eyeing him a quiet vigil, of intrigue, not dissimilar to discovering Robinson Crusoe wrecked upon the shore of sobriety. But instead of Man Friday, he'd got a girl Monday who was staring back laughing. Conrad scowled an inquiry. Then the girl gusted in giggles, mentioning that the night previous Conrad had boarded a bus whereupon trying to seat himself, had sat in the aisle, then took his shoes and socks off and played with his feet like a baby for the entire journey. Conrad shuddered. The bus arrived and glinted its glass back, his ghostly features, a lifeless palamortis. Conrad thought of snivelling a sob story to his sister, of being beaten by a drunken mob, then realised his sibling of sensibility would doubtless Bible bash yesterday's Sunday morning sermon at him. Conrad hadn't seen church or a Sunday morning for a hell-raising long time. Conrad couldn't remember the 48-hour period due to his alcoholic amnesia. Christ, he thought, where have I been? Where's my martini girl? The any time, any place, anywhere girl. Was it her? Or was it Medusa the seducer? Heaven pray not her. He looked towards his wrists for any binding marks. Thank heavens, there was nothing there. He hadn't been in her dungeon of debauchery.